Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Joining us today is Emily Yeiser-Stepp. She's a vice president at the National Milk Producers Federation and the head of the National Dairy Farmers Assuring Responsible Management Program, aka the FARM Program. FARM ensures dairy farm best practices in environmental sustainability, animal welfare, workforce management, and other key aspects of dairy farming today. And in light of coronavirus, that gives us a lot to talk about. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having you. So what response are you seeing on dairy farms to coronavirus and what seems to be the early days of this crisis? I think in general, what we're seeing our dairy farms do is exactly what we expected them to do. Continue to, to forge ahead, provide a safe and wholesome milk supply for their consumers, but also taking their own safety and health uh, into consideration, especially for themselves, their families, and their workforce. Uh, coronavirus is not something that we can take lightly. And even though we have an essential product to get to the market for our consumers, our dairy farms are taking all steps possible to make sure that that is happening in the best way possible and in the safest way possible. So what are some of the best practices farmers can take both in caring for their cows and caring for one another? Yeah, I think dairy farmers and all of their uh, different stakeholders, their trusted advisors that do come onto farm to provide them with services really need to take attention to the CDC guidelines that we refer to on the National Milk website uh, under our coronavirus subset of, of the website to make sure that we are practicing everything that they are recommending, including social distancing and any additional health precautions that need to take place in order for uh, us to try and contain uh, the, the further spread. So that's really on the human side. On the cow side and really on our environmental and workforce side, that's really where farm does come in uh, and provide a significant value. You know, we really do emphasize this ongoing continuous improvement as well as documentation and protocol development so that any time of crisis, we can defer to those things that, that are normal, adjust items that need to be adjusted when it is, when we are in crisis mode, um, and make sure that that continuity of care is really in place on an ongoing basis. It's really easy to, uh, for lack of a better word, fly off the handle when we're under stress, when there's a lot of things coming at us from a, a variety of different uh, media outlets. And, and that that can often lead us down a path that maybe does not provide the best care for certain on-farm practices. And so if we can just reflect, take a step back and go to that protocol book and go to our trainings and, and really revert to what we know and, and be able to follow that through, I think we'll be able to provide, continue to provide that excellent care for everybody involved. I think the other piece here is that the likelihood of workers getting sick is is a potential. We heard a, a statistic this morning that was uh, rather daunting about how many people will be uh, either directly or, or indirectly impacted by the by the virus. And so, in turn, as we're as we're looking to potentially fill gaps or have people out of work for a certain amount of time. We need to also make sure that we're utilizing those uh, core values of training and continuing education for our existing employees, as well as uh, potentially new people that we're bringing on board to make sure that they are implementing our on-farm practices in the ways that, that we expect and that will help us uh, continue to provide that safe and wholesome milk 
and dairy supply uh, throughout the, the supply chain. I would think there'd be a lot of concern here about continuity of operations. Absolutely. Continuity of operations is critical. And, you know, cows and people like routine, they like consistency. And so as soon as any of, of those items kind of fall out of whack, we're going to uh, experience some of potentially that lack of continuity. And so that importance is really critical. And, and that's really where we have focused within the farm program on protocols and, and on trainings so that any, any moment of crisis, uh, people can default to what they know and default in, in executing upon uh, what everyone expects them to do on site. Now, coronavirus has an interesting uh, meaning in the animal community uh, and in the dairy community because for a lot of people, you know, they would hear this and, and they had no idea what it was. You know, people were making jokes about beer early on. Uh, but in the, in the dairy community, bovine coronavirus has existed for almost 50 years. Has that helped farmers in any way? These two viruses, the bovine coronavirus and the human version of the coronavirus, are two totally separate viruses and impact the animal separately from the human. And so in, in while there may be a lot of memes and gifts going around that uh, our farmers are protected in general, they are not. And they need to take the same precautions that we have uh, gotten advisement from the CDC to protect themselves. Obviously, protecting the cows from the bovine coronavirus, we've got vaccines to do that, but that does not ensure um, immunity or pro provide any protection to the human side or for our, for our producers and their workforce. Overconfidence, too much self-confidence, actually, maybe that's not appropriate, even though you think you've heard of something like this before. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, it's very easy to draw parallels between humans and animals, especially when the, the title of the virus is, is very similar and is the same. But I think with our understanding of, of the science and research, we recognize the different mechanisms, how a animal virus is not the same as a human virus. And so we've got to make sure that we continue to understand those distinct differences and understand the precautions that we need to take both for the animal side and for the human side. And in this case, the, the COVID-19 is the human side that we've got to be very, very diligent about protecting our farmers, their workforce, and any human interaction um, that may cause its continued spread. So one of the purposes of the farm program, I mean, it's in the title, you know, you it's to reassure the supply chain of the integrity of dairy production. How do you do that in this environment? It's something that is continuing to be uh, to to evolve. You know, working alongside and being facilitated out of National Milk Producers Federation, we've collaborated on um, one uh, one of many resources that we're very proud of is the uh, the handbook that's found on our website on the coronavirus website page uh, on National Milk Producers so NMPF.org, and um, that is something that allows for us to communicate to all of our stakeholders throughout the entire supply chain of what we are doing to protect protect dairy production from farm to fork. And in general, I think that the critical thing here is that our farmers in in a crisis like what we are facing with coronavirus has the utmost care for themselves, their farms, their animals, the environment, and their workforce. We've been uh, in contact with, with brands and retailers and other customers to make sure that we're providing as much service to them in that continuity of supply chain and also providing those assurances. I think this also presents a really unique opportunity for agriculture and the farm program 
along with other quality assurance programs as to how do we uh, provide those assurances in a, in a new and unique manner, potentially. We, we've really very heavily relied on uh, face-to-face interaction, on-site evaluations, and that's been uh, extremely advantageous for us as an industry over the last decade. But in, in the world of social distancing and potentially for a long-term solution, how do we get creative here within agriculture and within dairy to make sure that those assurances are provided throughout the supply chain and that when we're out of the crisis and when we're in the crisis that our consumers and customers can feel confident that they are uh, purchasing dairy products that come from a safe place, that farms that are taking care of their animals, their workforce, and the environment in, in the best way possible, even amidst a crisis. And I'm glad that you're bringing this up, Emily, because it's what's on everyone's minds right now. When you see restrictions get um, ever more restrictive, everyone seems to be hunkering down and thinking this is going to take place for months. Um, it could be a long time before we get to normal. Uh, how is farm preparing for this to last months? Yeah, I think that's a, a, a ongoing question and one that we're uh, constantly reevaluating uh, almost in an hourly basis. Uh, we are continually working with a variety of our stakeholders, uh, both with, with our co-op and processor participants, in addition to our, our other vendors and contractors that we work with for that on, on-farm verification to really kind of open Pandora's box and see how we can do this in a new and unique manner. Uh, I think we will see some changes coming in the future that hopefully will actually be more beneficial and and help that continuity and understanding and provide that transparency that we continually to strive for within the industry and within the supply chain. I think it's still a little bit TBD, to be perfectly honest, but uh, with uh, with the creativity of our industry that, you know, agriculture, our, our industries are uh, resilient and we figure things out. And that is the beauty of being a part of um, this community is that we will figure out how to do this in the most effective manner that does provide those assurances long term. Uh, and it may and it may look different. We're all in this together. It's not just ag trying to figure this out on our own. We can look to other industries, the Amazons of the world. Um, and, and others that are facing similar challenges and see how they're adapting and really take that forward and, and utilize some of those templates and, and their expertise to bring, um, you know, to bring ag even further into the sphere of, of our new normal. Thank you for joining us today, Emily. Thank you, Alan. That was Emily Eiserstep. She's the head of the National Dairy Farmers Assuring Responsible Management Program, also known as the Farm Program. And that's it for today's podcast. We're going to keep doing these until we're at least through the acute phase of this crisis at the minimum. Um, be sure to look at our coronavirus webpage at nmpf.org coronavirus for more helpful information. If you want to hear more podcast information from the National Milk Producers Federation, you can go to our page or you can subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Look for us under the podcast name, Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us today.